0: Greetings S.E. Land, this is Twig, Anthony Twig Wheeler, here with another episode of Twig's S.E. Reflections. This is a podcast series, and audio archive for people in the helping professions, particularly folks who are concentrated on somatic experiencing and other psychobiological influenced and informed therapy practices out there, the somatic healing arts, the psychobiological literature, folks that are working with other people in distress. Here I am talking with you today, episode 82, which I'm, I'm looking forward to myself. Episode 82, The Perfect Therapeutic Island. The Perfect Therapeutic Island. Sometimes I think about this. How nice it would be. How, how amazing it would be if we had a place the ideal perfect place. It was perfectly buffered from the rest of the world and all of the noises and efforts that people go through on a daily basis. And at this special place that is like an island somewhere in some far off beautiful location, there's a perfect therapeutic process happening there. It's amazing. All of the requests upon people are perfectly titrated. There are there are activities for everybody to do in order to engage their their own resources. There are lots and lots of other people around who are engaged in their own change process so that as you arrive at the therapeutic, the perfect therapeutic island, you see that there's nothing wrong with you being here, that it's kind of part and parcel of the world as it is today, and and you're just kind of doing your time to go through your perfect therapeutic process and... And eventually, return home and, and find that you're able to incorporate and integrate all of the skills and increased knowledge and awareness of your body experience and your own psyche development and how you became to be the way that you are and to respect that, have a radical. Acceptance, a radical self-acceptance for your beinghood in this world, to come back into your environment, back home, and apply all that you now know after having visited the perfect therapeutic island. It would just be amazing. It'd be totally amazing. You could, you could meet everybody where they're at. You know this this place, the perfect therapeutic island. It would, it would have to be perfect. You know to deserve the word perfect. So you'd have. You'd have every different way of meeting people. Some people who are really shut down and having a hard time getting through the day, having a hard time mobilizing their energy. Oh gosh, you know, there'd be folks for them. There'd be activities for them. There'd be just the right, just the right way to join with them so that, well, you know, they weren't going to be pushed out of that. There wasn't going to be like anybody saying... Hey, come on, engage more. Hey, come on, do more. Hey, come on, come out of there. You know, this would be a perfect therapeutic island. It would be psychobiologically informed. It would know that people who day after day, in, a, in some ways, regardless of the ideology that caused it to happen, although that is probably an interesting question in itself, but regardless of how it got started, you could imagine, you could know that in a perfect therapeutic island where people were informed about how things work and stuff. If you saw somebody whose behavior expressed a physicality that suggested chronic low oxygenation, chronic low mobility, chronic consistent low tone in the activation system, you would say to yourself, well, I don't know what caused it yet, but if it's going like that every day, we can imagine that the dorsal vagal system, the dorsal vagal complex is getting a whole lot of extra use. There's a certain kind of suppression on the system that's making it so activity is not something that this person is ready to do. Well, on the perfect therapeutic island, people would know that. (laughs) Yeah, of course, of course they'd know that. So they wouldn't ask, they wouldn't say, they wouldn't demand, they wouldn't continue to pressure somebody who's got this lower tone, trying to get them to do something different, trying to get it to be somehow different, trying to get it to change quicker. No. On the perfect therapeutic island, there'd be all kinds of ways that people match and join, and and the therapist there, they'd be so keen. <laughs> they'd They'd see the pace of somebody walking toward them, and they'd say to themselves, oh, for me to help make this the perfect therapeutic island, I'm going to I'm going to adjust my behavior just ever so so that I'm not talking as fast as he, he or she approaches me. Because I can tell. I can tell that I, I was going faster as it was. I was thinking, oh, my day's almost done. But on the th- perfect therapeutic island, it's going to be just the right amount of time to match with everybody and join everybody and see everybody. And, whoa, here we are meeting and I'm going to change my pace. Whew. Slow that down. There would be all this um, joining going on. There'd be a lot of joining going on on the perfect therapeutic island. Well, you know, it it's it's not it's not like it happens, and and probably okay, you know. Probably to be honest, if we if we really ran it through, we'd probably consider it way too utopian, and and some somebody would probably be sure that that any therapy perfect therapeutic island, and this is probably true, um, that I created or that you created or somebody else created would be like our perfect therapeutic island, which would actually be kind of the point that it'd be the perfect therapeutic island for you. And yet, you know, if we kind of made it real, it'd be hard. It'd be hard to get everybody in there perfectly right. In which case, it would probably be that, you know, my perfect therapeutic island is now in pinging upon somebody else's idea of the perfect therapeutic island. Ha, so many reasons it probably isn't going to happen. Uh, You know, just there's so much noise in the world. Where are you going to find that perfect place anyway? And yet, and yet for here, episode 82 of Twig's SE Reflections, I wanted to tell you about this magical place that doesn't exist called the therapy. The perfect therapeutic island—that's what it's called in my mind, at least. I call it the perfect therapeutic island. Sometimes, when I try to get all wordy, I—I I think of it as the perfect psychobiologically informed therapeutic island. It's not necessary. Any day now, everybody who's doing therapy is gonna is gonna have some kind of relationship with tracking the physiology of our organisms, and they're. Gonna understand. It's just gonna become part of human knowledge and cultural form any any day now. That you can't t- pay attention to human physiology without paying attention to biology and the rules behind it. And that's that's gonna be a a kind of psychobiological information. And we're gonna be informed by certain very important things that have taken place in evolution. And that's gonna inform us. And it would certainly inform the perfect therapeutic island. Let me tell you about it. Sometimes, now, um, why why would you need why would you need a perfect therapeutic island? Well, one reason, just a very practical reason, would be to help people get away from the ongoing challenges and requests. From their current environment while they're going through their change process you know some people obviously I guess I guess it should be obvious but I guess we should say it's like you know who wouldn't want to go to a perfect therapeutic island if such a place existed but for some people it doesn't invoke the need or the wish for it you know some people they don't need a perfect therapeutic island they got plenty of range and plenty of resiliency if things are good enough, they're going to keep going good enough. Or if they get the enough of the right kind of attention, it's going to go okay. It's going to go fine. They're going to feel better from not being at a perfect therapeutic island, but just being in a good enough office. Your good enough office. They're going to feel good enough. They're going to leave. They're going to go back to their lives. They're going to be able to integrate the change and the Felt sense difference that they experienced in your office, and it's just going to integrate into their lives and flow on. Most people, I I I don't know who's most people, but a lot of people they don't need to go to the perfect therapeutic island. I know, (laughs) me too. Who wouldn't want to go? You'd want to go. I'd want to go if it existed. Sign me up. But most people they don't need to go. A lot of people don't need to go. A lot of people who can pay for therapy don't need to go, and that's one of the. One of the challenges here, because a lot of people who can't pay for therapy, they, they would need the perfect therapeutic island almost more than anybody because one of the big reasons for the perfect therapeutic island, why it would really be the perfect thing, would be that it would be far enough away from people's daily lives that they would be buffered from them and the ongoing stressors and accumulated dangers and challenges of a abusive spouse or partner problematic relationships with their parents financial like just overwhelm where the stress of checking out the daily ledgers is so intense that it just reinforces all of the freeze that is already going on inside the system, making it very difficult to mobilize and go find the necessary resources out there in order to pay down the bills and get out of the ongoing daily stress. But until you get the freeze and mobility response, integrated, mellowed out, change shifted back into mobilization, not dominant anymore, not needing to complete itself, finished, completed, settled down, whatever changed. Until you get that different, here is this freeze response compounding the fact that I can't go get the right funds to put down the worry about the credit and et cetera, et cetera. You see that the ongoing daily stressors can have these feedback loops that just keep the potential for change and positive empowerment, particularly of the organism, the physicality, the the self-protective responses, et cetera, et cetera, to, to help those integrate and and help a person re-emerge back into their lives as a stable, steady, self-regulated organism, ready to take on challenges like paying the bills or responding to the weather or dealing with an abusive partner or person in your life. Before you can do that, you got to fix the physiology. You got to fix the physicality. You got to have enough buffer away from the ongoing demands of a daily life that say you're in danger. Whoa, that's one reason you'd want a perfect therapeutic Island. You'd want a place, a refuge for people to be able to get away from the scene, the scene that is making it so much worse and continuing to keep things more or less the same because it's, um, it's just kind of recapitulating the stress response in some way. That'd be one reason for wanting the perfect therapeutic island. Another reason is you'd want some respite from reflections and reminders and re-engagements with all the patterns that you created when you were in those dysregulated places in your life. You know how that is, you know, it's like we are in some way and everything around us in some way from how we make our bed and how we maintain our car or whatever, our lint in our pockets, the way we think about ourselves and the way we do ourselves, the way we engage with people or not, the time we go to bed, these things are some weird combination of what we've absorbed from the environment and what we've chosen, and that's a combination that is forever growing and getting kind of turned up on itself and we're choosing new and being exposed to different and being exposed to different and choosing new leads to different choices and such. And no question about it, the more dysregulated our nervous system is, as we're making those choices the more we're going to observe things that are going to be attractive that represent and re-engage dysregulation. There's an attractive force to that red vortex, trauma vortex, destabilizing kind of stuff. Throw that in the mix with all the psychobiology and you have, you have a whole lot of pattern that reinforces the psychobiology, getting the same kind of signals like oh, my world's, a, you know, a mess or my world's dangerous or my world's fearful or my world's a, a, a kind of like shut down, lonely place or whatever. You know, there's so many different ways about this that you, you'd you want. I mean, if you could go, if you could get there, if you could get a ticket. Can you imagine? it? Who wants to win the lottery? If we could win a ticket to the perfect therapeutic island where there was going to be like some respite from reflections expectations from other people from you know those signals around us telling us that we're supposed to behave a certain way because that's how we've always behaved that behavior having been established inside of some some amount of choice and exposure in the environment our choice to the things that we're exposed to in the environment influenced radically influenced almost never appreciated but radically influenced by the compulsions going on in our autonomic nervous systems, the disorganization or dysregulation or regular signaling of subsystems like the sympathetic or the dorsal vagal system that are meant to be turned on in states of active danger. Oh, well, it actually might be that we're turning it on in states of active danger because the environment is signaling active danger. But nevertheless, these subsystems are supposed to turn off in certain situations and not be on in most others daily life hopefully we're not just running through the stress response over and over again it's it's hard and heavy on you and it conditions the nervous system of course to turn that subsystem on more often the more often you have to turn it on the more often it turns on the more often it turns on the more it gets tuned to turning on the more it directs your behavior and strange and hard and. Hmm, dangerous enough as this is that influences what you pay attention to inside of this uh, environment that's offering you certain kinds of things. Your dysregulation ends up choosing other things that reflect or help to encourage more dysregulation. Bummer. I mean, and that doesn't even mean like things get all like loose and you you can't contain and control everything. It could go the entire opposite way where everything has to be so contained so as to avoid the dysregulation, but that actually just makes everything a little too tight and wound up itself. Another sign of dysregulation, just a slightly different orientation or subsystem directing that. What you see is that it would be great if you were going to try to relieve the physiology, if you're going to try to relieve the self-protective responses and you're going to try to like help expand the window of tolerance or the you're going to give the body stimulants that it kind of feels something like the vibration found in the vu sound that we do as se practitioners sometimes or some kind of like activity or even a conversation around something that is pleasurable or even unpleasurable that's arousing that gets the activation up and then you're gonna on the perfect therapeutic island you're gonna process that responsive physiology through so that the system can feel what it's like to have a successful stress response rather than a confused one. Whoa, so great if that's buffered, if that's, you know, you leave that session and you, you get to go do something else on the perfect therapeutic island that doesn't put you in to contact with just so many more reminders and texts and emails and people's expectations and even you seeing your own kitchen and and desk waiting for you there, reminding you this is actually the person you are. You're not that lighter, feeling better person. You're actually just a reflection of your dysregulated patterns from the past. Oh, gosh. Somebody sign us up. (laughs) One-way train to the perfect therapeutic island. One way because you don't know how long you're going to be there. But if it existed, there'd have to be, it wouldn't be time limited. No, it'd be time limited. I guess so. Let's just project. I guess it'd be time limited. You'd want it to be time limited. You wouldn't want it to be able to last forever. That'd be like an escape. This, this has to be the perfect therapeutic island. You go into therapy to get out so you can go do life again, not so you can just stay there forever. It'd have to be time limited. Well, one more reason, one more reason why, why you might want a perfect therapeutic island, why we might even wish that such a thing existed. Well, if it really was perfect, it was this island that gave you this buffer from things from both the ongoing demands, the other stressors that are coming, also the reflections of your past behavior. You'd also you'd also get consistent feedback. You'd get consistent feedback of everything that was trending itself in the right direction in the new direction in the way that was going to be more helpful there if it was a perfect therapeutic island where all the therapists were just complete masters at at figuring out how to adjust their communications and their their feedback their support you know their reflections not to tell you what to do all the time or make you feel better when you're not really going to feel better when you shouldn't have to feel better when you should actually just be able to be able to be more comfortable for a little bit longer while you notice things change. It all have to be really well refined and titrated, but they'd be good at it. They'd be super, super good at it. And one of the things that they'd be super good at would be to give consistent feedback. It'd be amazing. They'd be given like so much consistent feedback. You'd you'd respond. You'd know what the better direction for your attention was you would know so much quicker because their feedback would be so consistently spot on that when you say felt more at ease in some way there was a there was a tiny little shift where your body relaxed a little bit the therapist on the perfect therapeutic, therapeutic island would would kind of pick you know, it'd become intuitive at some point, but if we had to talk about what they were doing, we'd say that they were picking some amount of reflection that was going to come through and provide you the sense of feedback that what just happened was important and worth your attention at that moment so that it could be more integrated as it happened and then feedback to your nervous system oh, this change is happening, this is a possibility, and kind of helped to make new possibilities happen as compared to just repeating the same kind of arousal signals before. Now it could get this newer message that says, hey, this deactivation signal is of interest as well. And that would come, you know, I mean, it would come because the person's body gave some kind of signal that it was trying to do that, but... For so many folks, and understandably so, that signal is just simply missed inside of all of the other noise. And so on the perfect therapeutic island, there would be this therapist that would just, you know, be sitting over by the pool. And you'd notice somebody give a little sigh that just you, you could kind of feel how their body was given into gravity a little bit more. You know, maybe they were just feeling the sunshine a little bit more and letting that come in. Hey, you'd be sitting nearby. You wouldn't be intrusive about it. You'd be measuring how much reflection you were gonna give, you know, you might you might turn your head and, and look over and say, Hey, nice one. Yeah, that might you know, you could call kind of like almost direct attention to it or yeah, you might measure it and be a little bit less direct. You know, some people you kinda of too direct on their experience and and oh they flinch almost almost react against it you know Or some people actually do they almost start fighting with you you notice something positive in their experience and and you named it you named it so directly and and they feel affronted and invaded and and rebuffed and all kinds of things like you don't understand their pain and they come right back out against you and that would be that would be the imperfect therapeutic intervention and that just wouldn't happen on the island no way you know the therapist would be like mm-hmm that's right. While they were looking away and talking about something else, they'd, they'd move on and talk about something else. So they'd be very Hoskinsonian or very Ericksonian right there. You know, just be like, yep, just very sideways. But the message would be getting through. Yeah, that, that little easiness there, that little extra gravity, that little sunshine, that little that's right moment, that just got a little reflection. There'd be such incredibly consistent feedback and one of the coolest things on the perfect therapeutic island is is how rare inconsistent feedback would be or how rare incorrect feedback would be. You know, it's like you want, you, you went in here, that's it, when it wasn't, that's it. You know, like, I don't know about you, but I spent years telling myself and hearing from certain th- therapists, yeah, that that's it. And particularly myself, because I was really kind of pushing this on myself. And oh, that's it, that's it. I was paying a lot of attention to a lot of things that were not it they were not it they were helping me run the charge higher they were helping me feel more engagement and more empowerment they were helping me feel more anger and more aliveness and they weren't it they were making me stay there in that recapitulation of all that stress longer than was necessary and on the perfect therapeutic island whoa no problem (laughs) oh they've got that one worked out over there yep feedback be consistent. Be consistent. Woo, man. Hmm. And, it, and if and if they didn't know, if they didn't know if this was like if this was like the moment to say more or less, or they didn't know if it was they'd pro- they didn't know if this was the moment to say something. Yeah, that's right, or not. They, they didn't know if this was something to ask more attention to or not. I don't know. I guess I guess when they were learning that, they'd probably they'd probably back off a little bit. You know, maybe not all the time because sometimes you have to go and reach out trying to figure things out and you have to miss in order to know what it's like when you do too much. Too much reflection, too much inquiry, too much support. You got to you gotta try for too much sometimes so you know what that looks like and everything. But probably, probably on the perfect therapeutic island when, when there was a little question of like perfectness, the therapist was like, oh gosh, am I... Am I doing this perfectly? I don't know. They'd probably think to themselves, maybe that's not it. Maybe when it really is it, when it really is the authentic breath, when it really is the involuntary movement, when it really is the spontaneous expression, the involuntary system getting to do its own thing, the person's nervous system actually moving towards some increased sign of coherence or self-regulation, probably I'm going to know it. You know, on the perfect therapeutic island, the therapist would be like, you know, I almost wanted to say something right there, but I had the second thought that made me say, I don't know, maybe I'm not doing it right, and maybe I should do it less or do it more, but as soon as I had the thought that I might not be doing it right, I realized that's probably not the one that I need to worry about. I probably just need to hang out. I don't need to make everything happen. We're on the island. It doesn't have to happen right now. I don't have to make this perfect right now. We just have to keep going. And then the perfect thing's gonna come out, and I'm gonna know it, and I'm gonna be able to speak it, or say it, or sound it, or sum it. I'm gonna be able to hmm, it back, just the right amount, so that it's a perfect, 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 <laughs> consistent feedback. Want not to be great? Reasons why we might want a perfect therapeutic island. Well, one, one reason right there is because sometimes the feedback in the world is bizarre for people. It's bizarre. It's challenging in every different kind of way, not just from SE practitioners, right? They're just, they're in their daily life and people are saying, go faster, go slower, go slower, go faster. And they're, they're, you know, they're, you know, we're talking about real distress here. You're not choosing these things. This is coming to you. This is cast upon you. Your nervous system is saying, slow down, stop, go fast, go fast, go faster. Your nervous system is telling you all kinds of things that are making you respond in a funky weird world that you've partly created, partly chosen, partly been influenced upon, and here you are all whacked out by it, getting weird feedback. You try to do something positive for yourself, and the environment says, no, you can't do that. You do something negative for yourself, and some of your environment says, yeah, yeah, that's it. You, you just get all this confusing feedback. You don't even know what's in your best behalf. It'd be great, because on the perfect therapeutic island, (laughs) we'd have that one solved. Feedback, be consistent, and it'd be spot on. Well, there's probably other reasons. You know, you probably have them. You're thinking of them right now. Send them to me sometime, would you? I know they're out there. I have a lot of others I'm thinking of sometimes, but those are three really good ones for me. Yeah. Yeah. You'd want to go to the perfect therapeutic islands if you were in a situation that required you to be able to avoid the continuing ongoing stressors, the accumulated stressors in your life and their continuing assaults on you. You'd want to be able to get away so that you could get to know yourself as something new, something different, something not the same as all the patterns that you have established around you back in your daily life. And if those patterns are so strong and so consistent, you'd want to get some space from them so you could go on the change process journey without just being dragged down by all those reminders of how screwed up everything's been. And then you'd want consistent feedback because if you're in an environment that just has such radically odd feedback about what's in your own best interest and in your own best half, including how much you should let your body be at ease and how much you have to take control so you don't overwhelm yourself by letting your body just randomly, radically try to discharge itself, all kinds of influences like that. If your feedback in your environment wasn't consistent, be great. If you could go to the perfect therapeutic island where they'd have all those things worked out, right? I mean, what would make it ideal? If it was a perfect therapeutic island, that, that <laughs> the titrations... You know, the requests on people, the challenges, there would be challenges. There'd have to be challenges because the whole idea would be that you'd be trying to build resiliency so that when people went back to their lives, they'd be just so much more robust. So you'd have to actually, in fact, a major, major, major effort on the island would be challenges. Like you'd be constantly, constantly increasing your challenges. But the titrations, (laughs) whoa, the requests, the the interventions oh wow they'd be so perfect they'd be refined they'd be just the right amount all the time you know either the the things you want to do the things you don't want to do the the other things that you don't even think about you need to do that some somebody would would be perfectly placing it out well he does well with people for about 45 minutes we're gonna we're just gonna We're just going to have him stay in the group for 46 minutes today. And we're just going to stretch that little group out. We'll we'll just bring in one of those perfect therapists to hold the moment. So he has to hold one more moment of anxiousness that comes up right around moment 43 that tells him to jet out of there by moment 45. He was doing good until moment 42. 43, oh, he's starting to think about leaving. 45, he's out of there. We're going to hold him till 46. Yes, we are. The perfect therapeutic island would have ideal titrations. They, they'd work out every little thing so that you were always, in some way, successful, but probably too, always somehow either just integrating the last success or getting the next request on how much, I don't know cooler you could be (laughs) you know I don't know cooler like because you're bad and you can handle lots of hard stuff and so like the challenges would get harder and harder or cool because you could stay cool in the the myths of things you could stay calm inside of challenges they'd they'd probably change your dorm room at some point (laughs) they would you wouldn't even know that it was like a plan you'd come in and and they'd say oh the the pipes burst in here oh it, it it flooded underneath your bed we we, we haven't looked underneath there because we wanted to respect your privacy and we were hoping you don't have anything underneath there, but you know, it <laughs> would be like such a bummer because if it was the perfect therapeutic island, they wouldn't have let this happen. They would not have let this happen if they knew that you couldn't handle having all of your journals underneath your bread get soaked. They, they just That would not have happened. They would have only done this intervention. That they would have only allowed those pipes to break if... Under your bed was either something that you could handle getting wet or nothing at all. But here you are. You know, you come back from class. You didn't. You didn't expect anything. You thought you were going to take a nap. It's going to be like a two-hour siesta. <laughs> here they are. They're cleaning out. They're mopping out your floor. And you come in, and underneath your bed, it's like two of your journals. And oh man, man, damn. Those are my gosh. I don't know. There's my journals. I don't... know. it's only two. No, I just moved the other box last week. Yeah, it's up in my closet. So I didn't lose all of them. No, I don't know. Maybe I didn't even lose them all. I don't know. This is really screwed up. I wish it hadn't happened. Man, I don't know. What? I have to move? Man, you're... That's screwed up. I thought this was the perfect therapeutic island. Ah okay, okay, I go over to the the nurse's office and get the new key. Why the nurse's office? She needs to test my blood pressure. Okay, and you go over to the nurse's office. She gives you a new key to your new apartment. You've got your wet journals. You're going to go dry them out in the sun. You find out that your blood pressure isn't so high. You think to yourself, well, if something like that had happened to me at home, I'd be a basket case. It'd be like the perfect therapeutic island all the titrations, all the disasters, all the challenges, big and small, they'd be perfectly scaled, perfectly titrated. Those, those, They'd be like masters out there on the island. Well, we definitely know the perfect therapeutic island would have a, a huge buffer from daily stresses back home, but it, it'd probably have this other weird, crazy thing because, you know, if it only took you away, in order to do physiological renegotiation work, which would be great, it'd be cool, that'd be great. Just that, whoo, you know, take just take me away from the epicenter of all of this challenge, put me in this other place where you buffer me from all the those challenges, and give me the ideal, perfectly titrated collection of skills and interventions and requests that over some period of time, that's going to be time limited. I'm going to have the opportunity to engage what my organism can do, get more comfortable with the fact that it's already uncomfortable, get better at identifying and being with my experience as it happens, be guided through at just the right amount on just the right days of various different, maybe physicalist, basic experiences maybe it's sometimes content infused or influenced experiences of activation and the reaction to the story and and all of this is going to slowly increase my capacity to both feel myself be with myself when I get uncomfortable and keep my frontal lobe working when I get stressed increasing my capacity to where now I could go back off into the world and and Deal with all of the crazy challenges that are out there waiting for me back in my life that I just left before I became over here to become so Zen-like, <laughs> if you were, in fact, to become Zen-like, which might not be the case. Well, if, if, if that was it, if that was it, it would be good enough. It'd be good. That'd be good. But it wouldn't be the perfect therapeutic island. If it was going to be the perfect therapeutic island, they would, they would be getting you ready for the re-engagement back home. You know, one of the worst things is you go to a retreat, you do five days of the best yoga of your life, you fly home, you feel open and loving, and you're just at peace with the world, and pow, that rattles right through you. You get off the airplane back home, and and, you know, somebody there, maybe, hopefully, I hope, I pray for you, that is there to kind of hold the space a little bit, give you a little bit of time to integrate. But the rest of the world is just jangling and, and asking for you to speed up and match up and rise to the occasion of all these hard times. And that transition, whoo, and take away from a lot of the goodness that you just had. Well, on the perfect therapeutic island, they'd be, they'd be kind of maintaining some kind of stressor for you. So you, you, you want to be there just to relax. Yeah, sure. You know, when you first arrive, a little pat down, little massage, little facial. You know, they'd, they'd, you know, give you a perfect hair massage, you know, give you, just cut the tips and say something beautiful. Like, like my friend over there at the beauty part of the, what did she call that? The beauty temple in Olympia. She, uh, she gives you a little haircut. And as she's giving you the haircut, she invites you to say goodbye to all these ends that you don't need anymore so you can start new beginnings you'd you'd have that makeover when you first got there 3 5 days I don't know some people need more some people need less you'd have that space but eventually the perfect therapeutic island would have requests upon you you'd have to maintain efforts in the kitchen you'd have to work out over in the gym you'd have to do stuff you'd have to do stuff activity would be key. It would be part and parcel of the fact that we're humans, that the clients there are mammals, that they're members of the Homo sapiens sapiens, the species that walked around the planet, people who used to hunt mammoths, people who can gather food in far-off areas of the world and feed their families quite well based on their ability to move and walk and do stuff, that doing of things. The ability to handle the stress of doing things critical to the sense of well-being and the nervous system being able to say, I did something, now I can let down. Well, the perfect therapeutic island would have some tasks for you to complete. Oh, gosh, yeah, there'd be restoration projects for sure. The whole planet needs it at this point. There'd be all kinds of activities. There'd be social gatherings all the time. It'd be quite amazing. There'd be activity upon activity. Yes, perfectly titrated Minute forty-six, when you just can't handle anymore, and you're about to shut down and fail out of this social engagement. No, you'd be allowed to leave. You'd be encouraged to leave. You'd be escorted out. Minute forty-six. Whew, you're out of here. You added a minute to that. That was great. Titration up. Uh Uh-huh. Success. And you'd still be asked of even a few minutes later some other challenge that you could actually negotiate. Integration time would be included, there's no doubt, but there would be activity. Oh, most certainly, most certainly, so many of those activities would be resourcing, not just in the broad sense, my resources, your resource, your resources, my resource, but on the perfect therapeutic island, there would be so many different ways to engage your resources, each client's particular resources, the things they did competently when they were 12 years old, the things they did competently when they were eight years old, the little bits of wonder that they first came into contact with when they were two, four, eight years old, those would all be manifest and in some way reminded. There'd be slideshows with old carousel projectors. There would be people out in the hills doing sledding and dog racing there would be all kinds of first thoughts of I wanted to do that and then there would also be all kinds of things that people had actively done in their youth skateboarding and juggling and learning how to do backflips there would be perfectly spaced trampolines that gave you a harness so that once you got to the right titration that allowed you to get into the harness and competently start to work your backflip again in a safe, titrated, perfectly negotiated amount of next new challenge, you'd be invited to uh, practice your backflips because, hey, didn't you like to do those when you were about 11? Yeah, the perfect therapeutic island would have this amazing repertoire of activities, engaging of the physicality, the soul, the body, the psyche, action, engagement. It wouldn't be, excuse me, virtual reality. It wouldn't be make-believe, although sometimes it could be invoked and such, but it would be active doing of the things that at one time had said, I can do this, I want to do this. They'd be titrated so as to be able to recover those or engage those for the first time and let them influence the whole rest of the system, get that trauma-to-self ratio balanced out a little bit more. The perfect therapeutic island would engage our resources. And to make it ideal, 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 it wouldn't be stigmatized. It'd be normalized. The perfect therapeutic island would be known everywhere. Everybody would know about it. Everybody would know that if you needed to go there, it was just a fact of life. It was something that happened. The sun comes up, the sun comes down. Sometimes humans, particularly in the modern world, they need to they need to be able to go somewhere. They need to be able to get away from this. They need to be able to take some space so that they can get control and mastery of their physiology again so that when they come back into this crazy, noisy place, they have a fighting chance of staying sane. People would know that. And when you got to the perfect therapeutic island, you'd see so many other people that were... Somewhere along the trauma spectrum, the distress spectrum, the resiliency spectrum, in relationship to you, you'd see people that were having a harder time. You'd see people who are having an easier time. You'd see people who are having an easier time, who at one time had had a lot harder time. You'd see all of these folks along the spectrum of resiliency, and you'd say to yourself, I'm just like them. They're just like me. We're mammals, we're humans, we're members of this species on this planet in these times. And it just so turns out that my physiology, my nervous system, my self-regulation capacity of my autonomic nervous system, got really weirded out, got really confused, got all kinds of bad information about how it was supposed to process stimulus, and now When I feel something, it makes me feel like my throat's choking. And when I see something, it makes me think that something bad's about to happen. When I remember something, it makes me feel like I want to run away. And that's no way to live. I don't want to live that way. People don't want to live that way. So I say to myself, hey, there's the therapeutic island, the perfect therapeutic island. It exists nowadays. They got it out there. Everybody knows about it. And that's what it would be, the perfect therapeutic island. People would just be like, whoa, that's normal. That's normal. Hey, gravity's normal, right? The nervous system's supposed to self-regulate. That's completely normal. We expect that of things. Sure. Sure, you know, hard times happen, sure, bad things happen, sure. Even sometimes people do bad things intentionally, not just because their nervous system's telling them to do bad things. And yet, and yet, we all know like the sun, like gravity, like you fall out of a chair, you'll hit the floor. It is a real thing. Self-regulation, it's meant to happen. And hey, somebody who doesn't have it, whoa, that hurts. That keeps you up at night, makes it hard to rise to the occasion, makes it so when you rise to the occasion, you say all kinds of stupid things you shouldn't have said, you didn't want to say, you wouldn't have said if you felt differently, you feel really bad all the time, you don't want to feel this way, go to the perfect therapeutic island, it'd be normal. You'd get there, you'd see people, you'd see other people feeling, doing, moving along the spectrum, they'd be doing things, they'd be working within their titrations, They'd have a whole lot of support. They'd be having more facial expressions. They'd be signaling more ventral vagal influence whenever they were feeling a little bit better, which would be helping other people around them feel a little bit better. So even when you arrived and you were feeling not so good, you'd get some sense that it's possible to feel better here. OK, maybe at first you you'd just think, yeah, this is so good for everybody else, but screw them. They don't know how bad I feel. Well, sure, of course, some of you, some of them, end up there like that. I might have even showed up there like that. I'd be stomping around the place. Yeah, sure. Looks good for you. But for me, it's just a crock. It's a total crock. This isn't going to help. Nothing's going to help. Not even the perfect therapeutic island can help me. But then, you know, there'd be somebody. (laughs) be somebody. I don't know. Be you, maybe? Be you? SE practitioner extraordinaire. You'd be there leaning against a tree and just kind of spit to the ground and be like, yeah, (laughs) totally. Kind of kind of BS, huh? The perfect therapeutic island, whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's probably not for everybody, but it seems to help some folks. Anyway, nice to meet you, I guess, or maybe you're not sticking around, but if you're going to stick around, maybe we'll chat sometime. Anyway, maybe maybe uh maybe I'll let you settle in on your own, find your own space, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it's kind of cool to go over to that edge of the island. There's fewer people over there. You can have a little bit more space to yourself. Ah, catch you later. There'd be somebody to say just the right thing so that the curmudgeon coming off the plane, whew, ready to denounce the perfect therapeutic island as a fraud, there'd be somebody to match him. somebody to join him. somebody to help him think that, hey, I'm not the only one who thinks this is a crock. And in that... The change process would have begun. It does raise the question then, what to do when you and I, me and you, us as SE practitioners, circa 2016, Brazil, the United States, Australia, Japan, Switzerland, Denmark, Czechoslovakia, what are what are we gonna do? What do we do? You know, because we want to be like that. I mean, we want to help like that. We, I signed up for helping like that. Didn't You did too. I, I know we did. That's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. You didn't have to do somatic experiencing. You were already a practitioner. You were already a therapist. I was already a body worker. We already had skills. We already knew how to help people. Oh, and then you go and you take this big training and you, you learn all this extra stuff and you meet all these fine people who are doing all this other kinds of work and you start thinking so much more about how the brain and the body communicate with one another and how the race and pace of the heart and the breath, how that matters to what people end up thinking and feeling, how even when we're concentrated on one thing, our physiology underneath is influencing how we're able to concentrate on that thing and whether or not we were even going to be attracted to it in the first place. You get all that together, you're an SCP, and don't you want to go to the perfect therapeutic island? I do too. You know, you're always in there in your sessions wondering, like, what's the perfect titration? Or how how do i help this person who when she leaves here she's going to go home to an environment that's as as negative and dangerous as it was when she left there an hour before and which is the cause and reason that she's coming in here for the hour you know what you, what are you going to do when when you, you it's complicated the person in front of you is expressing a whole lot of unsettled noise and there's there's a understandable desire to control the breath for for him or her to take a a big deep breath and try to shunt and stunt and slow things down and get control over these wild feelings that are happening inside and and some of that breath is helpful because it slows things down and doesn't allow things to get quite so chaotic or keep going and and it feels relieving and here the person is getting some value out of it and at the same time you sure would like to see a more spontaneous breath come through and you realize that if they keep continue to make that organized effortful breath it'll probably become conditioned to where They're unlikely to notice a spontaneous breath if it is even able to come forward. Spontaneous breath being the one that actually settles the system, not just the spontaneous breath that the next time they stop paying attention to themselves, of course, they continue to breathe. But one that says to the system, this is a sign of deactivation. And what are you going to do if you're not on the perfect therapeutic island and you haven't quite figured out how to have exactly the right feedback? And you see this complicated breath... That makes you think to yourself, ah, oh, part of that is something I'd like to feed back on, and part of that is something that if I feed back on it, it could help them to continue to do this thing. That really, over time, they'd be better off if they started to let go of doing all the time. What are you gonna do? You know, your your office isn't perfect, and you don't have all the right activities. You you can't break out just the perfect coloring book for one of your clients and and have enough space to do lunges with another one of your clients trying to bring out all the different childhood nervous system perfected activities of youth their resources their physical engagements of their younger days as one example of engaging the resources like what are you going to do you you just have a small little apartment space office corner you don't have you don't have the the gymnasium and sure you've only got an hour you've got an hour and maybe maybe your feedback's gonna be ideal but you know as soon as they leave the the jumble of work and the the subway ride home and all the noise in the family and having to stay up late to get through graduate school and and waking up the next morning and getting to work on time all that is going to cause and bring out next week's new story that's gonna make it so you don't get to pick up from last week's success. And bit by bit you watch you watch like your your tiny little sand pieces of of increased coherence wash down the stream of all the ongoing stressors and strains of a person's life. And you you look at all of that. And, and you think, well, there's this ideal I know about the perfect therapeutic island. I, I know that there's a perfect intervention. Peter would know exactly what to say. They would know what to say on the island. They'd be able to give him the right activity on the island. Oh, there'd be somebody to join just right on the island. Oh, if there wasn't, if we could get to the island, we'd, we'd have space from this extra demand, this extra request, this extra challenge that they're going through. Oh, what are you going to do, SEP land? Well, here's my formula. I'll give it to you just straight up, Anthony Twig Wheeler. Here's my formula. I borrowed it. I borrowed it. It's it's not mine. It's it's from Ram Dass. Ram Dass he said this one time, he said, "Keep your heart open in hell." That's that's what I do. That's how I think about it. That's you know, sometimes it's more obvious that you need to do that. Sometimes it's less obvious, but it's always what I keep. I keep that at the front. I say, do your best. Do your best and fill in any gaps you can. And keep your heart open in hell. Because the truth is, there is no perfect therapeutic island. There is no perfect therapeutic island. Now, there are awesome and meaningful and important retreat centers where people with status and money and finances, and maybe even under some circumstances, other people can have access to better, more informed, more consistent care. And yay, champion that, let's have that. And let's face it, for the folks that are inside the crushing violence of these days, there is no perfect therapeutic island. And when you have the opportunity to meet with somebody who would need to go there, you you got to do the best you can. And in so many ways, that's what that person has to do. And in, in so much truth, that's the best you can do. The distance between the reality of how the world works and how people who are found and inside of that amount of distress and that quality of dysregulation and that quantity of noise that makes it so that you can't do, you can't take in an hour, do some good SE work, do some renegotiation work, do some self-regulation work, do some grounding work, do some stabilizing work do something that helps to like inform and reinforce a change in the nervous system and have them turn around leave your office and go out into their lives and have that stick have that influence the other other people in their world the way that they're able to walk in the world the choices that they're able to make somewhere along the resiliency spectrum that's totally possible you do some work you go back up into your life and you can you can really You can really engage the world differently because you were doing therapy one hour a week. It's awesome. And so many people and so many of my clients and and surely some of yours are able to do that. That's awesome. And you know, they would want to go to the perfect therapeutic island. I mean, who wouldn't want to go there? It'd probably get saturated, but that's not why we'd need to create it. You know, we'd need to create it because there are people who, who they leave your office and they're subsumed again by the accumulation of what's happened in their past and how that has structured their present, what they have access to, in order to kind of buffer themselves from future challenges and help any good work that you're trying to do to help stabilize it, to help it make some kind of difference. In them advocating for themselves to get out of a gnarly, never-ending, tragic relationship to choosing a different work environment than one that they, they just are torn down by every day. To get the efficacy up for that, to get the nervous system to re-engage its positive forces... Through, as we would think of primarily the completion of incomplete self protective responses that are kind of struggling in the nervous system to express themselves and consequently thwarting people's otherwise good intentioned behavior because their autonomic nervous system is regularly and repeating, regularly repeating survival type behaviors in, in, in probably in places that would be better off to be pro-social a lot of times, or more appropriately self-protective, yeah, you, you, you see, oh, there's a whole group of people that you rarely ever get to hold long enough. And when you do, you realize the best you can do is some type of best you can do. And you can't have it perfect. You can't have the perfect therapeutic island, but you could think about what you would want to have if you could have the perfect therapeutic island, because even if they only get into your office for an hour, during that hour, that's the closest they're going to perhaps get to the perfect therapeutic island. And your task is to provide for them as best you can, and then fill in the gaps as best you can. The perfect therapeutic island. So your interventions are going to be as titrated and as appropriate as you can. And your joining is going to be as appropriate and as close as you can. And your timing of your feedback is going to be as appropriate as you can. And the spaciousness around your space is going to be as appropriate and as much as you can. And you just kind of work toward the ideal of the perfect therapeutic island inside, if I can say the reality the reality that actually a lot of people are going through really really hard stuff and when you're working in the zone where they wouldn't really really benefit by being able to be removed from that situation and have a consistent time limited period of of space with the strong appropriate support I'm telling you what that's that's something that you just gotta rise to the occasion and, and show up. Keep your heart open in hell and keep going. Keep going. Now, if I may, I will move toward closing this reflection on the perfect therapeutic island up. And not on not on the sad note that you can't do anything. You can. You can show up. You can't have it perfect. You can't have it ideal. You can do the best you can. You can't know exactly what to do all the time. You can learn more about how to do more. It's Just like that, it's all in the direction of where you want to be going, particularly at this point. Let's say this. If you could go to a perfect therapeutic island, there would be a challenge that would extend past the island. And while the island could work for you in so many ways, it could only prepare you for this. And that is that at some point, you got to go back to your life. You know, one of the greatest ways that people have reinvented themselves in the world, in history, is they move, and now they're a new person. They get to try out being a new person. Well, your physiology goes with you. So if you, could, if you could stop in the perfect therapeutic island, get some renegotiation of all that stuff, and then move somewhere new. You could be a new person and not have to deal with your torments and troubles and dysregulations of the past. That'd be cool. Some people do that would do that if they could get there to the island first. Some people try to do it without going by the island first. They sometimes repeat the same mistakes that they made before. And you could see that that would be a desire, but for most people, you know, hopefully, you you, you you like you want to engage the life you've created, you know, at least on you might want to change a lot of it at some point, but you you're you know, you leave to go feel better so you can come back so you can engage the life you've created and that integration. That integration is a that's a tough one. And let's just name a simple, basic reason that that's tough. Everything else around you was created when you felt more dysregulated. And now, you you know, you come back from the island and you don't feel so dysregulated. Don't feel dysregulated. Who knows how far along the trauma spectrum people leave the island. I don't know. But they're feeling more resilient. They leave at some point. They go home. And pow. They all this stupid stuff that they have to deal with. It could take years to clean that stuff up. It could require all kinds of floatsome and jetsome, just dropping things left and right. Like it, It'd require being really cautious about what else you picked up, trying not to add too many things up, because there'd be a whole life change process afterwards where you'd spend enormous amounts of time cleaning up old paperwork and and relationships and feeling states and memories. And there would just be this constant housekeeping, trying to bring things back in order. And if you had an environment that was supportive of that, whoa, it's like a a nice off-ramp from the Perfect Therapeutic Island. But if you had an environment that didn't support that, okay, probably on the Perfect Therapeutic Island, you'd have figured out that... You could find some other support and resources to get out of the mainstream of that environment. and It might just be necessary for you to claim your own autonomy and get away from those dangers, et cetera, et cetera, and maybe the empowerment necessary to make that motivation and that mobilization happen could be found on the perfect therapeutic island to where you come back and you're saying, okay, this environment, these people, this group of folks, this scene is bad for me. I'm done with it. I'm out of here. Pow. And now you got to go create a whole new life. And you don't know, you know, the last time you did that, you did it with all these people and places and things that made you want to get away from it, pow. And now you got to do it all from scratch. You're going to be a lot of learning in there. So even if you you don't have to clean up the old scene, you got to make a new scene. Whoa, life after the perfect therapeutic island is not all roses. There'd be effort still, but you'd be prepped for it. Oh, you'd be you'd be so you'd be so refined. You'd say to yourself, I can do this. And you, you SE practitioner, you are out there trying to help people say, I can do this. That'd be the main message from the perfect therapeutic island. We can do this. Yes, indeed. That's Anthony Twig Wheeler telling you about the perfect therapeutic island. I don't know if it's out there. I don't know if we're ever going to create it. But let's just do our best today, working toward it. Okay, take care. Bye-bye now. Get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! And here's a tracking Twig moment for episode 82. This is something that I do at the end of the Twigs SE Reflections podcast. I give a little update about events and projects that I'm working on things that are coming up in the near future related to Anthony Twig Wheeler, myself. And as I was finishing up episode 82, I realized, you know, in these kind of reverie episodes, I often use language that I presume people understand, that listeners, that you've all kind of grokked enough of either the way I say things or the general SE lexicon that what I'm saying makes sense. But I imagine there's a few of you that as you listen, you say to yourself, okay, what's he talking about? And does that make any sense? And what's that special phrase he just used? Things like mitigation language or preempting the red vortex or how to help a person have sufficient interest in the topic of their somatic investigation so that they'll actually pay attention to it when you ask, okay, so let's just allow that to happen and see what happens next so that they'll actually stay with it that they have observational sufficiency sometimes I use phrases that you know they're a little bit more my own so I actually have a well they're not just my own I I, a lot of this is shared that's the point actually that's the point I wanted to make well here's something that I did that some of you may not know about and that is that over years several years I created a study guide a tutorial kind of process for folks like you, somatic experiencing practitioners, to brush up and refine your SE communications, get your language skills, get fluent in the language, how to approach conversations, how to talk to folks that are hanging out in the distress side of the trauma spectrum, and how to even understand the trauma spectrum and the resiliency spectrum in a way that influences your communication style, things like that. That can all be found in my guide to the SE language, Twig's unofficial guide to the SE language. It's officially mine, and um, that's something that's out there. You can find it on my website, liberationispossible.org backslash language slash guide, or you could google Twig's guide to the SE language, or you could go to my website, liberationispossible.org, and look in the menu for resources for therapists, and there you would find it, Twig's Guide to the SE Language. That's something that's out there for you. Okay, that's that.